welcome to What the Ish. I'm your host, Patricia San Pedro. Today we welcome Alina Villasante, the founder and designer of the luxury brand Peace Love World. It's a favorite for millions of QVC fans, as well as celebrities including Oprah, Jennifer Lopez, Pharrell, Sofia Vergara, Ellen DeGeneres, and others. But today, you'll get to know the woman behind the brand, her early beginnings in Cuba, her struggles, and her will to never give up. And maybe she'll even share some of the secrets to her success. Alina, I am so happy that you are here today. This is I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so exciting. I'm so drawn to you. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Because of the many wonderful products that you that you have, that you produce, that you create, but because I feel a sense of soulful connection with you. You know, we both believe in, in inspiring and empowering others and bringing the best out that they can be, which is really the reason I created this, this podcast. So welcome, bienvenida. Gracias. I'm so excited to be here. Can never turn down a podcast. Even if I just finished working out, put on makeup and a blazer just to be present for you. <laughs> you know, I'm very grateful for that. And this, this is, as you said, this is what life is all about is balance. Absolutely. Work-life balance. Work-life balance. So, you know, this podcast is all about the ish. And I know that your ish is about being fulfilled. But before Absolutely. we go there, I want to know more about you. You know, we both share a common um background in the sense that we were both born in Cuba and had to leave there. So maybe you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I think that's such a huge part of us Cuban immigrants. And, and I truly, truly believe that children of immigrants from, you know, the 1960s are, you know, very different, um, the way we were raised and taught versus a lot of other people or cultures or times, I would say. Uh, you know, my parents left everything behind. I mean, you couldn't even take a picture out. So it's like your whole history vanished and all you have is each other. And you got to start all over again in a new country where you don't speak English. And, you know, I think as we get older, you value it even more. But I also think that our work ethic, like I can tell you, having made it big and having gone through the ups and downs in life, I think that we're the type that no job is too small. Um, no job is too big. If we have to go clean toilets and if we have to go, um, you know, whatever it is that's expected of us, we will do it because that's how we were taught. Right. You know, when you come into a country like that, you know that you got to do whatever it takes to make it. And I think that that's uh, a, an ethic that our generation has that's extremely special. Not even my children feel what we were taught, imagine what my parents went through, or your parents went through, yeah. you know, we were still young, but we watched them, you know, just grind it so they could make it and put food on the table. And, you know, my parents turned out to be very successful people, but I saw them go through so many hard times. Like I really did walk to school in the snow. Oh. <laughs> and I remember waking up one morning and we only had one car and the car was stolen in New York. Um, we actually slept in an apartment in New York, that was a two bedroom. So we were four boys and myself and my parents and my parents didn't want me to sleep with the boys. So I actually slept in the kitchen nook. So behind the kitchen, there's like a little room, I guess it would have been the dining room. Mm -hmm. That was my bedroom. I'm, whenever I tell people that, I was like, that's not true, but it is true. 
Uh, and, you know, I had a great childhood. I mean, we did what we had to do. And for us, it was normal. And I guess when all your friends that left Cuba are going through the same thing, it is the norm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my mom went on vacation. And she had envelopes, this much for food, this much for gas. And yeah. it did teach me the value of so many things. And, um, you know, we're so privileged in this country. And when you go through something like that, I think it really defines um, your character in many ways. I agree 100%. What took you uh, to New York? A lot of us came to Miami from Cuba, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my my parents went to New York. Um, I'm not really sure why they chose uh, New York besides my, but we lived there for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then my dad worked for Texaco Oil and my mom for Delta Airlines. And my dad was asked to transfer. So the transfer was either, uh, I think it was Atlanta. We transferred to Atlanta and I lived there for eight years. And then he was transferred once again. And it was either Chicago or Miami and he picked Miami. And that's how I ended up here four days after I graduated from high school. Oh, wow. I thought my life was over. You know, I had all my high school friends. I had a boyfriend. Like, how could you do this to me? (laughs) Because it was all about me. Of course. Until you go, can you hear me? Hold on, because I dropped my... There you go. I got lost. The, the sound cancellation ones fall, fall out of my ears. Yep, we want to hear you. Uh, Let me see. Wait, why do I hear music? You hear music? Oh, it's not a bad thing, but that's cool. Wait, one second. Go ahead. Okay, now I hear you. Are you there? You hear me? I'm here. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So then I went... I, I, I was like, my life is over. I ran away from home, drove back to Atlanta to live with my brother in my 1962nd seven Mercury Comet with no air conditioning. <laughs> oh and of course, I ended up coming back home. I love where I live. I love my life. Uh, but you know, transitions are hard mm-hmm. and moving is hard. But what I learned through all those moves is that it takes a year and you're home. It takes a year, you know, because it's like leaving everything behind, starting again, new friendships, new this. So you take what's valuable of the past with you to the present. Yes. And then you make you make new memories and new. Right. Absolutely. And this was way more uh, home, you know, palm trees versus snow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I loved living in New York and I loved living in Atlanta. Uh, I, I had like a New York accent. And all of a sudden I had a Southern accent when I moved to Miami. And now I don't even know what accent I have. And I would spend my summers in Spain. So everything was kind of, yeah, but it was, it was a great experience. Um, my brothers and I are very close. Mm-hmm. My parents are still alive and they're wonderful people. What a blessing. And it's a blessing. Life goes by way too fast though. That's for sure. Yes, it does. It's funny. You're wrong. My mom worked in Cuba at Exxon oil. Oh, wow. That's incredible. It's yeah, funny because when I speak to anyone from like, you know, that was born in Cuba, more or less around the same time, we have so many similarities and shared stories. Yeah. Well, because I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we have not been able to solve the issue of Cuba to mm-hmm. this date, because I think our parents were always wishing that it would come back before, you know, their time was over. And honestly, now at this point, I, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> How a little country can have so much power is beyond me. It's, uh, but that's a whole nother conversation. It's politics somewhere I don't want to go. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's sad because a lot of great stuff came out of Cuba, including us. <laughs> including us. So I want to know then how you went from that to then you worked in the airlines. So, yes. So I was married and my um, 
husband is works in the aviation field, you know, um, mechanical engineer. And we started an aviation company. We did that for 17 years. Uh, then we sold to a publicly traded company at the same time I was dabbling into peace, love world designs and t-shirts and all that. And honestly, it became a worldwide brand overnight. Uh, something I didn't plan, something I didn't expect. But what's really funny about it is it's something that I did for my soul and something that I loved and I didn't do it for money. Uh, I ended up investing, I think like $50,000 buying all these blank t-shirts and hoodies and just putting these, I am peace, I am love, I am happiness, I am blessed, I am chaos. And when I printed them, I remember I was moving from one house to another and it was chaos of lines of people wanting to buy my merchandise. I I didn't even understand it, to be honest with you. And I've had a lot of ups and downs through this because, I mean, my brand boomed overnight in something that I was not taught to do. I wasn't taught to be a production girl or a sourcing girl or an export girl or design or any of those things. I just, I think I had great taste. I think it was heart and soul and it was great fabrication. And it became something bigger than myself that I could barely keep up with at the time. But it came in a great time when I did sell my aviation company. But there was just so many balls in the air that I really could have lost everything. Um, I looked for a partner for production and I married the devil for two years. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I got everything back and I centered myself. I said, OK, you do what you do great. And you got to find people to do what you don't do great. And that's really the key to doing something right. You know, none of us know everything. Right. You know, what, what are you good at? Define what you're good at and surround yourself around the rest. Yes. So, yeah, I'm very blessed. My faith level elevated to places I never thought it would. Um, my brand continued to grow. I had so much support around me. And, and here I am today. And I'm, I'm so grateful and happy for my life every day. Not that it's perfect. Not that it's that it's not hard, not that there's days that it's dark and there's days that it's light. It's just that that light and that darkness are such a huge part of my affirmations and of what I put out in the world. Because if I can't experience it myself, how can I share it with you? And I love that. And I think, you know, so much is about in- intent. And, and absolutely I, when our intent is pure and good and to create value and joy. And it makes you better when you're, when you're selling in many ways, what's inside of you, all it can do is make you better because especially today, you know, you can't try to be anybody else because phonies are smelled like a, a, a mile away, a foot away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when you're authentic, whether it be good or bad, when you're authentic, you're sharing a part of yourself with the world, which makes you relatable. And like people ask me, are you always happy? I'm like, I have my hard days, but Mm -hmm. I do. It's the days that you're not on Instagram or the days I do. um, I do go, you know, struggle, you know, family, whatever, a million things. I mean, you struggle, you have, and even when, even the highs, like if I'm on QVC and I have an incredible high day and then it's quiet for two weeks, you're like, wait, you know, that kind of that, that, um, adrenaline, when adrenaline goes down, you're like, well, what's next? So, you know, 
I think that dark places are great for creativity. Mm-hmm. I think dark places are great so that you can realize that nothing good lasts forever and nothing bad lasts forever. And I think it's really great to be able to share that with friendships. You, you also realize, I mean, not that you want to tell your friends everything sometimes, because sometimes you don't want to bring people down with your information, but I think that you know who it is you can call when life gets hard and that's who should be on your friendship list. Absolutely. You know, and, and I have people that I'm like, well, why can't I call them when I feel down? Well, Cause they're my travel friends or my, you know, it's oh my God, there's that music again. It's not the, <laughs> you, you keep bringing music to the world. I think that's, a, I think I know what it is. I think that's a beautiful thing. I love it. No, I, th- I think I know what it is. Every time I tap my AirPod, it's putting on the music from the computer. <laughs> I just learned something. <laughs> Are you still on music? No, I took it off. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, it's yeah. funny. You said something about, you know, those days you're not on Instagram or something. It's, I can relate in the sense that my, my, my name out there is Positively Pat because I tend to be a very upbeat, positive person. I dealt with cancer in a very positive way, et cetera. Those days when I'm not like that, because who the heck is like that all the time? And if you are, you're on way too many drugs, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I take none. (laughs) Me me neither. Me neither. Yeah. But it's like, I've literally been told by people like, wait, I need you to be happy today. I need, I need, I need the pattern. Well, in my relationship that happens, you know, he wants you to show up happy all the time. And, you know, it's funny. I went through a breakup like four or five years ago, which has to do with that. Um, I was going through a horrible time in my company and I didn't feel like I could bring that home because I was that person that always made him happy. I was that person that showed up and life was great. And when life wasn't so great and I would bring it up, oh, don't worry about it. Everything's great. Everything will work itself out. And at the moment, it's not what I needed. I was drowning. I was worried. I was scared. And we ended up breaking up for six months because of that. Um, I left the relationship. I suffered a lot. You know, I lost 22 pounds in a month. My mom had a brain tumor. My my business partner was awful. Um, and, And yeah, it just taught me so much because I can't act. I can't be your clown all the time. I can't be everybody's clown all the time. You know, I do have my moments and my days. I'm happy by nature for sure. Mm -hmm. As you are, you know, Mm -hmm. we're happy by nature, but that doesn't mean that the world doesn't kick us every once in a while. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Like getting cancer. It's like, woohoo, I got cancer. No, uh, uh, you know, it, it stinks and it was hard, but you know what? what do you do with it? You know, that's my whole thing, right? It's like, this is, this is what's been put in my path for many reasons. And what do I do with it? How do you, how do you do, what do you do with those things that kick you to, to then like help others that are maybe going to be kicked in exactly the same way? You know, it's funny. My, one of my friends, when she got breast cancer, she says, you know, it's weird to say, I mean, she, of course she survived and it was very low stage, But she says, you know, it's when I felt the most loved, I guess, because she became vulnerable and everybody kind of was about her. And she says, isn't that crazy? No, that's exactly how I felt. I'm single. I have no children. I have no siblings. My girlfriends are my family. 
And my, I went through a year of, of chemo, what I, which I call sacred juice because it's healing. Um, I literally, I, I'm, you know, I'm at home here. This is my house. And I went through a year here alone, but except for my girlfriends who just like descended upon me, took me to every single chemo treatment, 17 of them, all my surgeries, they cooked for me. They took care of my dog, my cats, everything. It was the most beautiful experience. It sounds so bizarre to say that. No, but I get it. And, you know, sometimes things happen because when, when I started doing um, charity work with Haiti and the shelter, um, and I remember seeing all these kids in a crib on dirt roads, not on a dirt room, I guess. And I remember looking at my designer, Debbie, saying, I don't understand. Like, what's their purpose? Like, where do you go from here, basically, is what I'm saying, right? And she looked at me and says, you don't know God's plan. Maybe they're here to teach you something. And, you know, I have an autistic nephew and I feel like at that moment I learned the value of every human being. Mm. Sometimes people are just really there to teach you something, whether it's good, bad, empathetic, faith. um, I don't look at anything the same anymore. Um, And it was for me, it was a pivotal moment in my life because I said, you know, I, I wasn't living in Haiti where there's so much poverty, where these poor children with no parents, no, in a shelter, like I'm thinking, like, there, where's the hope? So there is hope because there are people out there, just like dogs in shelters, you know, to come and get help. And, and, and even with dogs, you know, I, I got my dog from a breeder. It was a coincidence. It was a phone call that happened. And I'm like, yes. But the reality is, you know, when you have the dog, you think about what about the dogs nobody wants. So I don't know, you just start this, the, the empathy factor of everything. And it needs to teach you. And I think collectively, there's so many good people out there. There's yes. so many good people. We tend to say that no, I don't have a lot of friends or I don't, which is the truth. Okay. But Every time I've lost my dog, my previous dog, I tell you, I met the greatest people in the world, worried about your dog, helping you find your dog. And the same with Haiti, like, how can I pitch in? How can I help? And that's when you realize that there really are a lot of good people, but circumstances have to present themselves for those people to come and show their face. Absolutely. It's not just about who am I going to party with? Who am I going to have dinner with? Who am I going to do something this weekend? When there's really something that needs to be taken care of, they come out of the woodwork and they show up for you and for the situation. And for a reason. I don't even think this is what our podcast was about. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Because, yeah, it's about, you know what? It's about being. It's real. about my ish. And this all has to do with my ish. Well, there you go. Because doesn't, don't all those experiences make you turn you into birth, birth you into who you are today. So, yeah. So I say that for me, everything is about fulfillment to be fulfilled with nature, with love, being active, nutrition, family, friends, work-life balance, success, creativeness, art. Like for me, it's all intertwined as to what fulfills me, faith, church. I mean, when I start feeling empty faith, Mm -hmm. I, I was going to church every single day 
until they closed them for COVID when I went through that breakup and my mom and all that with my little Jesus pen. And I'm not a religious fanatic. I'm spiritual. I believe in God, one God, many ways to reach him, but I believe in the divine power of something bigger than us. Yes. And I was struggling the most, but I was the most fulfilled. And now I treasure that moment. Like no matter how good life gets at work, no matter how good things are going, I, I have all the papers in my wallet of everything I prayed for that God gave me. And when I want new things, I go back to that wallet and I pull out my papers don't forget when I couldn't pay my American Express. And don't forget when my mom had a brain tumor. Don't forget when somebody took half my company before I got it back. And don't forget, you know, so many things, my children and um, so many things that we have to have that conscious power to really, you know, not forget the good and not forget the bad and not forget the people that were there for us during those times. Which is in the end, what really matters yeah, it's it's because we need each other. I don't know about you, but I'm needy. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I, I say I'm not needy. I'm wanty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm needy. I need I need people. I need love. I need, yeah. you know, that I need that's, music, candles, people, yeah. food, like energy. You know, I it's need, all about the energy. I need dance. I need yeah. to dance. I haven't danced in so long. Oh my That's- God, we want to start salsa classes at our office. Oh man, I, <laughs> I love to salsa. My hips don't lie. <laughs> Mine don't lie either. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. So tell. So then like now, you know, all this has happened and life has brought you to where you are today. I mean, I've read so many things and I've seen such exciting things with, with your, from the business perspective, right? Uh, QVC, holy moly. I know. I mean, it's been, even when I talk about it, sometimes I, I get emotional, but they have showed me such a beautiful life because forget about the fact that you can sell 3000 t-shirts in five minutes. Forget about all that. The people, first of all, my customer is, you know, just like everyone. There's no privilege there. It's everyone. So they put you in front of all these people. They, the people that work there are just incredible. They support you. It's not like, listen, you have to perform. Of course, you can't just go there and everybody's your friend and you're just going to stay around if you don't perform. So you're constantly having to be better than your last, you know, show, but they're an amazing support group. They chose me as a Latinx face this year and last year. They chose me as their pride face um, the last two years also. Um, They picked me for so many things. And I think it's because, you know, in many ways, I do love everyone. You don't have to fit a certain profile to be loved by me. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's only one thing that I really struggle with and it's malice. Oh yeah. Outside of malice, (laughs) I can pretty much deal with anything, but I just don't like maliciousness. I think it's intentional. It's, you know, um, premeditated. (laughs) Right. But I mean, you know, I, I'm very good friends with a lot of people that are on air that you would consider my 
competition, but no, there's no competition. We all lift each other. We, I, I hope that I was a little bit of a influence there that, you know, I came in with my love partners. Hey guys, there's room here for all of us. Like sometimes one of us is doing great. The other one, the others, but, and you know, you get the airtime goes to the people who are moving the, the fastest. And sometimes you're going fast. Sometimes you're not. Okay. So, you know, you have your highs and your lows and not everything is for everyone, but it's, yeah, it's been, um, I love it there. And I can't, I'm a, I actually want to grow old there. I actually have felt like, okay, I have something to do when I'm 80. I love that. <laughs> you got to work for that, of course, but I got to keep myself fresh and rele relevant so that at 80, I still have this purpose to create beautiful things surrounded by the youth, of course, and, and really show women that getting old doesn't define us. It really doesn't. And, you know, Joan Rivers was on there and Tova is from the perfume. She's, I don't even know how old she is, but I find them so beautiful. You know, it's crazy because now I see older women, um, plus size women, uh, different, and everything is normal now. Where I would say two years ago, it wasn't normal. Yeah. Like we're the norm now. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? So this, this whole QVC thing, I mean, it, it's beyond, it's beyond the sales. It's, it's energy. Oh my God. Listen, I don't work energy. for money. Money's a reward for what I do. Right. I but do not work for money. It's that beautiful energy and that connection yeah. with, with the people and many who you never, most, I guess, who you, you never meet, but. No. And you know, sometimes, sometimes they reach out to me on Instagram and I actually have a few friends that I've never met and they shared some stories with me and they really touched my heart. And one of them the other day, she goes, Oh, you're, I, I'm sending you DMS, but you don't see them. And I go, well, I'm not sure why just text me. And I gave her my number because she's always been very polite and very respectful of my time and, and of what I do. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know what, like I really dig her as a friend. I think she's, and she's big on the QVC on the other side. She's part of the big influence on QVC and stuff, but yeah, you know, it's really about connecting with people and what we add to each other's life. Because when I go on air, you know, it's not just for you to buy my product. I want you to, let's say you're not shopping and you have no money. I want you to turn me on anyway, because there's something that I'm saying or doing that you can learn something from or feel good about. Mm -hmm. And we don't expire. You know, if I were single today, would I be scared? No. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't because I feel like anyone who is so lucky to be loved by me, it's a privilege. Because <laughs> when I love, I love hard. <laughs> I'm still searching for that man to have the privilege to be loved by me. I, listen, it ain't easy, okay? Sometimes I want to throw mine out the window and go get a new one, but, you know, I'll just stick to that. No. Um, it's not easy. It's no. not easy. And as you get older, it's less easy because we're all more selfish with our, you know, my brother was telling me on the phone yesterday, we were talking about something. He goes, you know what? I'm 61 years old. No one's going to change me. <laughs> like I do what I like to do and I'm, you know, a creature. So yeah, especially when you're dealing with 50 year old men and 60 year old men, I'm sorry. They're set in their ways. And so like, are we. And so are we. And so are absolutely. I think we're a little more adaptable. Yeah then, then, you know, men are just not, they're, you know, creatures of habit and all that. Right. Right. But we're yeah. Not, that's so funny. So if, if you were to like pick something that, that you've, 
that let's, that the pandemic has gifted you with which i oh know my god i know is a my, strange... my dog my dog my value of home and family before covid i was on an airplane every single week people would say how do you do it i'm like what do you mean like it seemed normal to me and i'm so much calmer i'm so much I'm just, I'm, I'm very different. I think I was just like rushing on the go and not giving anything or anybody too much time because, you know, I have to go on a plane. I have a show tomorrow. I have this, I have that. And it's like, it's kind of exhausting, I think for others. And I didn't know it was exhausting for me because it's all I knew. Right. Would I do it again if they made me for sure? And I would adapt for sure. But I just love my life. I have a workout schedule. I have, you know, I, it's like, I have my nail schedule. I have my hair schedule. <laughs> like before it's like, listen, I may have to cancel. Like everything was chaotic. Mm-hmm. I could do my nails in, the, in this day and they have to accommodate you and nothing just flowed. And I feel like right now I'm just flowing. Um, and I just love filming from my office, from home, from wherever I am. And, and the customer loves it too. They like to travel with you. Right. I was in North Carolina like three weeks ago and I was filming in front of a fireplace. And the host, Amy, goes, who is that? Because we were like four people in a grid asking a question. And I'm like, Alina. She goes, oh my God, what are you doing in a dark fireplace? Like they just know me in Miami with the sunshine and the blue sky. That's so in funny. In the White House. Right. Oh, I'm funny. The thing, the last, time, the last time I saw you in person, we ran into each other at an airport somewhere. Yes. Yes. Well, I would see, so I met my boyfriend on a plane. Oh. I mean, 11 years ago, but it's crazy. I it's love really it. It's really crazy. But what I, what, what I, what I really like love about you that I need to learn more is that you do find time for the exercise and the, oh, I make time and the juicing and all that. And I'm really great Wait, at so- it for a month or two. And then I just go, Broop. Do you know where the change was for me? I heard somebody say, just do it for 30 minutes. And I remember sitting at my desk going, okay, 30 minutes just passed. I did nothing. I I could have done it. Like, you know what I'm saying? My assistant's been with me 17 years. She's under 40, never works out. And with COVID, she just started working out with me. And it's funny. She would get to work late, right? On a normal day. Now she's here at eight o'clock to work out. If, or if I work at eight at nine or 10 and if it's at 10, she'll take her lunch break, whatever. COVID gave us work-life balance. I am even more sympathetic with my girls, whatever they need, whatever they have with their family. We have a deal. You get your job done and I will be flexible with you. And if that's, that's the whole deal. If something's due and it's midnight, but you were out half the day because your mom needed something or your daughter, not a problem. Like, you know what you got to do. Right. And, and we have established that in my workplace where before everybody was at their desk at a certain time and it's over, you know, now it's like, what do you need? Not a problem. You ask me for time off. I'm a mom. I had that flexibility having my own business. Mm -hmm. I don't know how a woman who sits at a desk nine to five has time to raise her children and, and do her. So I want them to do them. I want them to work out. I want them to be the best moms they can be, to feel good about themselves. And COVID really turned that page for me. I always wanted it. 
for them, but I always wondered, how do they do it? Well, now I'm going to tell you how you're going to do it. I'm going to give you the work-life balance that you need that is so sacred. And they have given me back the same thing, the quality of work they always gave me. Isn't that beautiful? That is so... Yeah, it's amazing. So I would say that's my number one. I love that. So... Oh, I'll say, can you take care of my dog for 30 minutes? You can leave early. <laughs> but that's re- you know what? It's, it's real. It's reality. It's life. For every minute you take care of my dog, you can have two minutes of leaving early. <laughs> so funny. Because sometimes I'm on a call because my, do- my dog goes everywhere with yeah, me. Yeah. And sometimes she wants my attention. I'm like, I can't do that right now. And I'm like, go play, go play, go play with Vanessa. Vanessa, you can leave early. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a call to bribe? No. <laughs> kind of. An understanding. It's an understanding. So let's close out with you. Have you have I'm so some, chatty, huh? I'm so chatty. We could just like keep talking yeah. forever. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a soulful connection here. I'm, I'm, yeah, for sure, for I'm, sure. I'm telling you. So, but I like to I'd like to close these out with like a little um, a little gift, a little gem. Like if you had something that you could give to someone who's listening or watching this uh, as to how to live a more fulfilled life. Cause that's, that's your ish. That's your, you have to be, if, how do you live a more fulfilled life? What are just a few little, you know, what's funny while we were talking, I wrote down two notes. One is the salsa classes that I said I was going to do, which I haven't done at work. And the other one is this week I was going to make a list of everything and everyone that brought out the best in me. So meaning, where do I feel the happiest? On a boat, on the mountain skiing, at home with my family or my kids. So start with a list of where you feel the most fulfilled. I think working out is so important on so many levels, not just the way you feel, not just the way you look, health, um, energy, releasing of endorphins that really do add a lot of happiness to your life. So I would start with movement and movement can be anything. It can be walking around the block. The way you feel when you left versus the the way you feel when you arrive is so different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk about self-care all the time and self-love. And I always think it's such a cliche and such a word, but if you could really define, I started doing facials again because somebody offered it to me for Instagram. And I said, oh, I'll try it. And then I, since I'm, I like to give and I'm hard on receiving, I said, oh, let me just buy a membership, whatever. But no, what it made me do is I go and do them. Even when I think I don't have time, I'm like, oh my God, I can't go. I'm not going to make it. I make it. So you got to take care of yourself in order to be great for others. You really do. And then you have to enjoy life. Like, what are those things that just make you happy? What are, they could be little things. They could be sitting on your terrace, listening to music with a glass of wine. It could be, you know, laying in bed with your husband. It could be whatever, but what are they? And if you can define the five greatest ones, I mean, I want to start that list because I was feeling a little blah this week. I'm like, what is it that I'm not doing that I was doing? I mean, it's a little hot in Miami right now. So that kind of keeps you from doing the outdoor things you want to do. But, you know, what are those things? I mean, it could be sleeping with your dog. It could be, I mean, whatever. But I think if you don't define them, you'll always crash the wall with why you're unhappy. Somebody else can't make you happy. They can add to your happiness. You know, and that is the truth. 
Yes, you're happier being with someone that you love. Absolutely. But you can only feel that happiness if you already came happy into the relationship. 100%. And then if you're not happy and you're giving your all, then you got to look at the relationship. Right. Right? (laughs) Like if you did all you can. Uh Uh-huh. And you come in jumping jacks and they're like on the couch crying, then you got to figure out what's going on here. Right. Then it's maybe time to like say, ciao, adios, baby. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not telling people to do. This has been so much fun. Oh, same. Whatever camera you have, your skin looks amazing. (laughs) Oh, mm, really? Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Jewels, skin. It looks like a mood ring. This is, so you can't really read it, but it's- Feeling happy. Feeling happy. Home is my happy place. This yes. is your, wait. And then I love There that. it is. There it is. See, this is yours. Yeah. And oh, real quick, before we go, tell everyone what this is. Can you so see? So they stand for love and amor. So it's, it's honoring my Cuban heritage. And so it's love and amor spelled in Spanish. And then it's my infusion of energy for anyone who wears my clothes, because we are the clothes that give you life. I love it. Thank you. We speak the same language. <laughs> yes, we do. That's why we're here together. Bless you. Bless you. Bless, bless you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, sweetie. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.